Welcome to the Don't Die podcast, sponsored by Aloe Treatment Centers. They're out in Malibu. They're in Silver Lake. It's a treatment center I started with some friends. We want you to get the right treatment, the right program for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. That's what we keep proselytizing, like a Christian religion mantra. Oh, yeah. Well, they, people need to start listening. I guess you're going to keep saying it till people start listening, huh? I, well, I want, I want that to be like, what would Jesus do? WWJD, right? I want, don't die. Don't die, people. Don't die of drugs. Don't die of COVID. Don't die of, you know, all these horrible situations. Get your help. <laughs> don't die in a dumb way. <laughs> I had a kid, I had a dad call me today. The kid's, you know, in his 20s, he just had a, a valve replacement surgery. It's just like drugs are bad, guys. Drugs are bad. They're bad news. They're bad news. Yeah, we knew that too. And the suicide rate is up and everything. But what? Uh, but the reason why we're doing this podcast. So yeah, we've had a shutdown here for a while. We're having a little temporary difficulties. But I got text messages from people. I got emails from people. Um that we didn't release a podcast last week. And so, and it's, here's the thing. <laughs> if it's even just the people that contacted me, it's worth doing this podcast. Cause it was like Wiley and Smitty and, and people, friends of mine that I, I just can't believe that they listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nope. like, what the, where the fuck's the new podcast? That's what like, people are saying. Did you, know, you get it too, Chuck? Did you get it too that we didn't I, release a podcast? Yeah, I heard from a couple different people. I mean, what, but what you're saying is like, it's true. It doesn't matter if it's one or two people. It, it, that's enough. It's cool people. It's like, who? it's people I really respect and like. So, see, because when we're doing the podcast, I'm always thinking it's like some drug counselor in, in North Dakota. And then when you, you get text messages from your friends going, dude, how come there hasn't been a new podcast in like two weeks? I'm like, sure, I didn't even know you listened to it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> my son listens to my son listens to it. Chuck, do your kids, do your grown kids listen to it? No, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> they get put on the spot. I know, I know that uh, Tristan did to a couple, but it was just like smashing millennials. It was like near oh, yeah, the beginning, he, he, he and, like it. and his girlfriend was super upset about it, you know, and started calling me boomer and all this stuff. So it was just like, you know, <laughs> I don't, yeah. but I don't think, and, that, and I I'm think not even you, a boomer. No, they're not. They're not. He's not a millennial. He's a he's a Gen Zer or whatever. Oh he's, no, Tristan's thirty thirty one. Oh no! Oh, no. oh, you're older, son. Oh no! Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sasha, Sasha. He's a, he's right. He's right. Smack dab in the middle. Doesn't mean he's a typical millennial. Look at no. look at it this way. Look at it this way. I'm a baby boomer. I ain't no typical baby boomer. Right. I you're, think the people that get offended are the ones that fit the stereotype. if you don't fit the stereotype you just let it go. So it's just like you know whatever whatever you want to say about people my age, that's fine. I'm comfortable with where I've where I've like I floated you're into. A, you're a Gen Xer. How old are you, Chuck? Fifty three. Is that a Gen Xer? Yep. 
yeah, you're a Gen Xer. You're not. She's calling you the wrong. She's trying to insult you, but and calling you the wrong generation for crying out loud. <laughs> and anyway, it really doesn't matter. So, so anyways, <laughs> you know, it's just been really rough going. The transition. I don't know how you guys are doing at at wavelengths, but the transition from COVID, no COVID, rehire. You know, getting things up and running again has been really hard for us at Allo. So, so. Uh, it's been a it's been a bouncy go since it's been up and down. It's been a bouncy go. It's not like here's the other thing. When you hear that addiction rates are sky high, death rates are sky high, but rehab uh, admissions are spotty. Like, what does that right. mean, Chuck? <laughs> what the fuck is that? I know. <laughs> are people just surrendering themselves to be drug addicts and not even trying to stop anymore? I, I think it might. I, I read a, a thing in Counselor Magazine that comes through the email. Counselor what? Magazine? I yeah. Didn't know there was such a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess some people actually get it in paper copies and pay for it, but it comes for free through the email. And it's like, I was reading this thing and it was saying that the effects of COVID, as far as people going to treatment, is going to be, um, you know, six months to a year down the road. Because a lot of people started using that weren't, or a lot of people's using increased. And we saw that with the alcohol. Well, no, what I, what I think we've, we've figured out, a lot of people, like at first, people held on to their health insurance, right? Because there was, like last year, it was pretty much the same. But then a lot of people have, though they might have money coming in from the government, they don't have health insurance. So All people right. switch from like having like, like Anthem Blue Shield to having Medicaid. Yeah, and so Cal covered you know, California, yeah, yeah, covered California, and and so that may be part of it. But I, you know, I just, I just, I'm hoping. Looks like we've, you know, we're getting on the other side of COVID. Though even me, kind of a, I'm not scared of COVID guy. I'm, it's not that I don't respect it. I certainly respect it, but I've never been, you know, scared like a lot of my friends are of it. Even I'm thinking we're rushing this thing a little bit. Do you know that at, at, at Fenway Park in Boston, they're going to be at full capacity on like January, on, on like June 1st? Like the, uh, the whole stadium is going to be filled with, you know, 38,000 people. That's kind of rushing it, isn't it? Aren't we only at like 60%, 55% vaccination? And they're already <laughs> opening up the baseball stadiums. Yeah. I guess. I guess we'll see, huh? Because I mean, the idea that um, it's not nearly as fatal as we once thought, and the idea that, that enough people are getting yeah, vaccinated that it's going to slow it down that much more. I, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I just can't see the way our government so hyper reacted to it. Um, I can't see that they wouldn't make a bigger stink if they thought it was going to be a big problem. Because well, this Fauci and this and those guys, they need to understand if there's another uptick and a big, you know, infection rate, there's no way you're going to be able to close anything down. You just cancel okay. that off the list. Right. So so this means this reopening of everything and and going back to almost a normal life, there's no going back. People are not going to tolerate if infection rates go up and we're like we were in, 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 in November or January of last year and this year. 
the beginning of this year, there's no going back. There's not a third shutdown in the stomach of the American people. Oh, no. I, and I don't, so I, I think, wonder if they know yeah. that or not. I'm sure they've thought about it. I mean, that would be one of the first things that came up is if we if we tell people they don't need to wear masks and that they can start hanging out indoors and we allow all this stuff to happen. They, I'm sure they thought about that because they're smarter than I am. You know, and I don't know that, Chuck. I wouldn't say that. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know. They understand stuff yeah. I don't. They understand stuff I can't see, smell, hear, or taste. So they're smarter so than I am. So let me ask you both a question. Would you, if there was the concert tonight and there was no restrictions, and like say, I don't know what's in Long Beach, if Alex is open tonight and TSOL is playing there. Are you going and feeling comfortable with no mask? Yeah, I'm vaccinated, so I feel okay with that. You do, Mike? What would what do you th- say? Uh, I would feel comfortable. Sure, I'm vaccinated. I don't know about everybody else. I know it's only fifty percent, so I don't know about everybody else. But I'm safe. Okay, so I got to tell you guys, I've already been to a concert. <laughs> I've already been to one. <laughs> I set you guys up. I already went to one on Saturday. <laughs> All right. Here's, here's what happens. So, so I made Elvis wear a mask because he's not vaccinated and he could get really sick. Right. And okay. then Sid is still four. I'm, you know, there's not a high, uh, the kids, kids zero to four don't really get infected that much. And so she didn't wear a mask. And then we had the baby right and so we were like cautious with the baby and me and Sid and Elvis went down in the front and I did not have a mask on and you feel so looked at because half the people had masks on Chuck you know to my left yeah it's like 20 people with masks on I got my son with a mask on I don't have a mask on my daughter doesn't have a mask on my wife is in the lobby thinking this is all crazy (laughs) well what concert was it what we saw earth wind and fire oh my god and we were dancing our asses off and let me tell you something i don't think i i haven't danced since huntington harbor 1978 i was (laughs) dancing it was like it was like the most amazing feeling like a real live band playing and you're and with people and good right songs to and, you. Oh my goodness! And shining star, no matter who you are. Oh, they're so and great. also Earth, Earth Wind, Wind and Fire must be really old, so they must be like you know a bunch of old. They people did not have crap. masks on. They didn't not have masks one on. of them. Good for them. And it was, but I'll tell you, it was so exhilarating and exciting, and and, and so many feelings involved. But seeing the people with masks makes you feel, it made me feel like, I'm sorry, should I put a mask on? Yeah, like this an mask outcast. thing is a real problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I when I go into the post office right by my work, you're supposed to wear a mask. And the other morning, I didn't have one with me. So I kind of ran in and did what I needed to do and ran out. Pull your my shirt, shirt up. up over your mouth. Yeah. And yeah. I felt like I was like a little kid running through the girl's bathroom in like school. Yeah. You're doing something bad. <laughs> and I liked it. <laughs> so, so after they did the songs, you know, because those, those, I don't want to say nostalgia bands but those bands that you just love forever like journey earth wind and fire 
George Clinton Funkadelic that I've seen dozen times, right? Those bands have a wide audience, right? So I'm the prime demographic. I mean, me and Mike are the prime. Remember Mike going to the school bus on the school? I remember being on the school bus like in 75, I'm 14, and Shining Star playing in, on the AM radio in the school bus going to school. Oh, I mean, yeah. Earth, Wind & Fire is one of the greatest bands of all time. So, so, but obviously they do, their, they do their couple of hits and then you sit down, right? And then everybody's sitting down. And that's when I noticed all the masked people. And guess what? And this, <laughs> this, this, this I, I sometimes I'm too hard on millennials and Gen Zers for sure. It was all the people with masks were like in their 20s. Probably so unvaccinated. They, <laughs> they knew, they knew. Yeah, they're not vaccinated. And, but they knew, you know, wear a mask. So That's sometimes funny, we don't give them enough credit. And when this whole mask thing or not wear a mask rolled out, I was like, how are you going to tell the non-vaccinated people? Well, guess what? Four days later at a concert, the unvaccinated 20-year-olds were responsible and wore masks, and you could tell. It wasn't what I yeah, thought. But, it wasn't but what they I were thought there. That, that they're not going to wear masks and whatever. They, it was obviously the non-vaccinated crowd that wore masks. I was shocked. Yeah, that's good. Well, they went to Earth, Wind, and Fire, so they're not brainless millennials. Or yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, they're not. They're not. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you Google Earth, Wind, and Fire, the first little you know it says people ask underneath on the Google thing. It says people yeah. ask, are Earth, Wind, and Fire still alive? <laughs> oh god that's what the first oh, question <laughs> oh that's horrible <laughs> well you know the main the main guy maurice white did die the the one of the there's two singers of earth i'm an earth wind and fire fanatic so if anything you want to know about him i'll tell you so it's philip bailey who had the big hit remember with phil collins in the 90s with the big drums and the guitar uh, what was that song? Oh. Phil Collins and Philip Bailey. Um, lover. She's a lonely lover. What, what is that song? Oh. Uh, she's an I, easy I, lover. It, yeah. She's an they, easy lover. They dance kind of, together. Hey, you couldn't release that song in 2021. She's an easy lover. Holy oh, moly. Boy. How misogynist is that? Unless so, it was a girl singing so about a boy. Bailey was... Philip Bailey is the high voice in Earth, Wind, and Fire. And by the way, he's 70 years old. I Googled it when we were at the concert. He's 70. Guy looks 48. Unfucking believable. The other yeah. guy, Maurice White, is the, is the more funkier singer. He was the founder of Earth, Wind, and Fire. He passed away many years ago. Um, and then the bass player's in there. Remember the guy, the bass player, dude? Verdine White. Yes, Verdine. That guy was there smiling, so happy. Just, and, yeah. I, and I said to a friend of mine, they said, Why do you, what do you like about Earth, Wind, and Fire? It's the same as everything. Why are so many people like that, Chuck? Like putting you down for seeing Earth, Wind, and Fire? Why did they do that? What do because they get they, out of that? they've got to be better. I don't know. And here's, I'm just... what I could, here's what I said. You know, oh, well, this, guy, this girl said, well, you know, Funkadelic is the real thing. And then, and then, and it's like, uh, you know, well, Funkadelic never wrote fucking pop songs. That's for sure. But I said, to me, Earth, Wind & Fire is like the Beach Boys. The music is so uplifting, right? 
the, the, all the lyrics are just really positive and uplifting, but realistic. Like that's the way of the world. Like it's not a rose-colored glasses view. Of no, the it's, it's good. It's the, good soul music. It's really great music. And then you know, and then I tell somebody the other day, and they're like, "You know, when the Earth went and fire, I can't believe you went to Earth went and fire." I'm like, "Dude, they're the greatest band." So, anyways, but it was. It was the only band you could go see too. So yeah, well, so, you know that makes sense because they probably don't make a lot off you know, you know, selling records anymore. They got to make some money. Yeah, all They've these probably bands. Been chomping well, guess what? On June fifteenth, everything opens up. You're going to be able to go see every fucking band and every band who hasn't played for two years. Like yeah, like the Outlaws and Marshall Tucker Band and Journey. I, Journey, Journey is playing Lollapalooza this year. How fucking crazy is that? With the original singer. No, no. With, the, no? With, the, the, with the tribute band guy. With the tribute band guy. Oh, okay. Right. But they're playing Lollapalooza. Uh, Are you hearing crazy. me? I'm hearing you. That's wow. it. Is that only in Chicago again and, this year? And if you look at, at like Nederlander or, or, or any hey, of the man. Golden Voice AEG sites or any of the uh, Live Nation sites, every band is playing every night all across the United States, every <laughs> it's unbelievable. They're it's all rested unbelievable. up. Man. I the can't go wait to get sick the of go good go shows. Are on, <laughs> the Go Go's are on tour. You know, Blondie's on tour. The, you know, ev everybody, the Outlaws, Leonard Skinner, everybody's on tour. It's crazy. And I so, can't wait. So, but the thing is. After when, you know, and then I made a big mistake. So I kept telling Elvis was into it, but, you know, it's really not his music. So I kept trying to hype him. And he, I told him, you know, their greatest song is, um, oh, what, Celebrate, right? I kept saying, you know, the song <laughs> Celebrate Good Times, come on. Right. And he loves that song, right? Because it was the theme of one of his elementary school classes. So I keep telling him, they're going to do Celebrate. They're going to do Celebrate. Chuck. They didn't write celebrate. That's cool in the game. <laughs> oh, you have me going. I kept, I kept telling him to keep him interested that next song's gonna be celebrate. Next song's gonna be celebrate. And I didn't realize until when they ended with September. That's their song. Do well, that's a remember? great song. Yeah, September. So when they ended and didn't come back for an encore with celebrate, I realized like. Maybe they didn't write celebrate. So then I had to Google that. And of course it's cool and the gang wrote celebrate. <laughs> I, did, well, I didn't tell out. I didn't you were tell close. that. I said maybe they're not playing it tonight, I guess. Oh, well, yeah. Was it Blink 182 <laughs> or some 41? I mean, really, it's kind of the same. <laughs> oh my gosh. But funny. I'm telling you, it was it was like life was back to normal for like an hour. Uh, except oh, nice. for Except for Chrissy was really nervous with the baby there. I don't think you ever hear a baby's getting COVID. I don't know that I have heard of that. No, but, you know, I have. It certainly, if it was a big deal, it would have been on the news. They would have scared us with it. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I hadn't heard of any babies oh, yeah. getting Correct, it. But, but so, oh, my God. But, oh, my God. The cat where, where was it TDs. at, Bob? Where was it was it up in, in, in Santa Barbara. Oh, nice. nice. It, yeah. And it was so, indoor? And it was indoor? Yeah, yeah, indoor. Okay. So, so there's going to be concerts. This uh, starting May 28th is the first concert in LA. Do you know that? 
Guess who it is? Madness who? at the Greek theater. No way. Yes, Madness at the Greek Theater. And I might go, except for on StubHub, a shitty ticket is $280. Oh, That's what yeah. COVID has done. COVID has made Madness a $280 ticket. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not okay. And because I know Bug loves them, you know, but I think, you know, after this first year, like it would be nice to be tired of going and seeing bands. Uh, but I'm I'm willing to wait. Until you forget how a little. you forget how lucky we were. Remember, Chuck, you and I went and saw Blondie and Elvis Costello. That mm-hmm. was only like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Like we forget how lucky we are to live in California, in Los Angeles, where all the greatest music comes, and there's a million great venues. And you know how lucky we were. Like, and I, I had kind of gotten over. I wasn't even thinking about it anymore. How how important concerts are. I think in the beginning of the podcast we talked about how much we're going to miss concerts concerts after a year over a year i'd forgotten about it like just concerts aren't a part of your life going to the movie theater is not a part of your life anymore it's just not a part of your life and then to go and just like oh it was so great dude i was i hate when rappers or r&b bands say put your hands in there every time they said it i put my hands in there when they said go left when they said go left i went left when they said go right i went right i had my hands in the air shake it like you just don't care good for you <laughs> good for you it. but i wonder how long it last i bet you i won't even i, I bet you i won't even go to free things by september <laughs> well, well, not at not at five hundred dollars for a ticket to see somebody. No, I'm I mean, saying even if it's free, I probably won't go by the end of summer. But oh, this summer is going to be fucking fun. What's Everybody's this, um, coming. What's this uh, Virgin Fest two day pass with Lizzo? And uh, I'm looking. Yeah, at it where right is now. that at? That's, That's at the Long June sixth. It's it's at it's in Long Beach, right? It's at no, it's at the Bank of California Stadium in Los Angeles. June oh, 6th. Where, where is Bank of where is that place, Chuck? It's, it's uh it's right by uh, the stadium. It's right by Ram. It's right by the um the, Oh, is it? Yeah. And it's outside Lizzo? I'm not, I you know, think... I don't, I'm not I'm not much up on the new rap stuff. So but I'm more like I know Marshall Tucker Band and Outlaws are touring together. I think they're playing the Costa Mesa County Fairgrounds. I'll be at that. Greengrass and high tides forever. Do you know that the outlaws, <laughs> the outlaws still play like 40 shows, 50 shows a year. And the guy who sings that and wrote that song is dead. That, uh, uh, that's amazing to me that you can write a song that still keeps a band employed, employed and, and making a living, you know, 20 years after you die that you wrote. That's fantastic. One song, that's right? fantastic. Yeah, don't you? You know what I'm talking about, Mike? Like, no. imagine that. Well, the guy, the singer of Outlaws, wrote "Greengrass and High Tides." He wasn't the main singer of the Outlaws. Kind of like Dickie Betts wasn't the main songwriter singer of Almond Brothers. Is this guy? Tomal, his name was his last name, and he wrote "Greengrass and High Tides," one of my favorite songs of all time. And and that band still plays every summer based on a song that guy wrote in 1975. Amazing. That's cool. It's really what cool. a cool what a cool gift to leave behind. 
it was really mind blowing. That's crazy. And think about it. I've seen Earth, Wind, and Fire probably ten times. I just saw them last time they played at L.A. County Fair. I went like two years ago. So I love Earth, Wind, and Fire, and and but yet to see them was the most exciting thing that's happened in like a year. It was crazy. (laughs) And I have and I have the birth of a new child on that list of most exciting things. That's how important music is. Mark you just that. forget. <laughs> Mark that. And so you now, get rid of that. now we're going to segue into the fascist Cal- California fascist state. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Last oh, wow. Friday or two, two Thursdays ago, the state of California came here and said I was uh, running an illegal preschool and they were uh, here to investigate and blah, blah. And I told them to go F themselves. Chuck, like a true punk rocker does. There you right? go. My property. Right? Now, I knew they were coming back, Chuck. But mm-hmm. I didn't know they were coming back in full force. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> there were three sheriff cars, two people from the state. And they were coming here to shut me down last Friday. Really? It was kind of scary that the how state hear, has, huh? How, how did they hear about it? Well, you that's someone off. Story. Somebody, <laughs> so, somebody, report, someone somebody reported it. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, which yeah, you know, I don't even want to get into what kind of people go around reporting illegal happy places. <laughs> <laughs> illegal oh, happy children places. laughing and playing together. Oh no! Together shut it down! Shut it down! <laughs> I guess the, the the we have a reservoir that's up the mountain from us, and when it gets overloaded, they undo some floodgate, and it comes flooding down the creek. And water was just pouring down this morning. All the kids were making little boats and putting it in the creek. <laughs> that, that somebody could call the state or the police about something like that is just, I, I can't even go there in my mind as to why this person reported us. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just. If it's anybody too- knows who it was, please send us an email so we can handle this situation. <laughs> We'd like to rectify it. Just talk to but, them. I mean, just think of that. Like, you're just going around like, I'm going to shut down that goddamn preschool. They're, <laughs> they're illegal. They're, they're not getting they're illegal. with this. <laughs> and they have all these words that they use. Like, I got a thir- I got a 13-page summon from the state of California. Like, illegal and child endangerment and all this kind of, like, uh, unsafe, unsafe and and unlicensed and all these violent words Wait, that are you allowed to be talking about this i you know me chuck i talk about everything. I, I know but <laughs> if there's going to be a court case i don't know that you want that to be on it well it's very ambiguous as to whether i'm being charged with a crime or i'm just being um Shut down bullied along to license it right oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, and here's the thing. So a lot of parents, I, I don't know. If, yeah, it probably exists elsewhere. But the state of California about a year ago said, hey, for socialization, playing and uh, learning together and whatever, they, they gave permission to parents to have these things called parent learning pods, co-op parent learning pods, right? Yeah. So I didn't pay any attention to it. Um, because it sounds like a headache to me, right? I don't like really people come to my house anyways. So 
it, the idea was get two or three families and get kids together to either have um, play school or socialize or study on Zoom together or read books. It's all this. It was a cool idea that the state really didn't think out too well, right? So mm -hmm. what happened was when Sydney started talking to herself and being a little weird and a little moody, I realized, like, we got to do something. So last January, I think it was, we started this thing with two other parents and a teacher, right? And But my thing was, I don't think they should have to wear masks outside. And most of it, if, as you know, is outside. So when they go inside to read, have reading time, they wear masks or they can parents can choose to have them wear masks. Um, but, but, um, but outside they don't wear, need to wear masks. And the official preschools had the kids all wearing masks and all six feet apart. So really what is the point of a preschool if the kids have masks on and they have to stay six feet apart? It's just like, you know, so once I started doing this, other parents heard about it and they wanted to be involved. So then it just was like gangbusters until it was like up to 12 kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And I knew, I knew that I was pushing the limits of the parent pod. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the, they don't say you can't have 10 families or nine families. They just say like three or four or whatever the families agree to. It's kind of in the language of the parent pod. And the parent pod is, I knew this too about a month ago, is going away June 15th because school ends so you don't have the right to get your kids together anymore in this laissez-faire, unregulated way, right? So I knew it was coming June 15th. And we were going to close the school on June 18th anyways, because we go, we go Wednesday through, through Friday and the 15th is a Wednesday. So we were just going to go two days over or whatever. And, um, but they came. And I just figured I'll postpone them and push them off until june 15th and then we'll just forget it well sydney loves her school loves it she gets up in the morning and goes it is a, is it a school day like looking forward <laughs> to going right. to school she is the first forest ever to feel that way by the way that is not elijah <laughs> and elvis's reaction to school at all right exactly. it was negative from the day they were born and it still is negative so, you know, you got this kid that's loving going to her little play school thing. So then that's wearing on me. And then I talked to a bunch of people from the state. They were very nice and helpful. They, you know, they apologized for the heavy handed shit, but I did refuse them uh, access to the property. <laughs> well, they wanted to make sure kids, nothing weird was happening. I'm sure, I'm sure someone... Some do-gooder. I, I get it. Some it's social just justice person, warrior. Some, some, yep, to keep the children safe. So, yeah. uh, so anyways, it, it, Friday was a hell of a day. It was like the cops were here for like three hours. It was crazy. Wow. And, nice. the, and the Elvis thought I was going to get killed by police. And like, I told one oh, of the sheriffs no. that I go, you know, my little son's inside there just shaking like a leaf scared that you're going to, you know, take me down and choke me like George Floyd. And, and the cop just had this sad look on his face and the cops were kind of like, what the fuck are we here for? You know what I mean? The state just wanted mm -hmm. to make this big, you know, and I knew, I know how I come off. Like I mm -hmm. didn't tell them to fuck off, but I certainly didn't make them feel welcome when they first came. 
right? Oh my gosh. They said, you're operating an illegal childcare facility. And I said, I'm not. This is a co-op <laughs> parents pod. And she said, she did this thing. And you guys know, cause we got all this furniture from the bankrupted uh, preschool, right? She pointed out the furniture and goes, this certainly doesn't look like a parent's pod. And I said, would I buy my ch- ch- a child has no bearing on whether you can determine that. You know what I mean? She was saying, oh, you've got nice stuff. So this must be a preschool, right? And it's just, I said, it's just because the preschool went bankrupt because the state shut preschools down for no fucking reason, in my opinion. And they were behind in their storage facility. And they said, oh, if you want to pay the back storage, you can, you, can, you, you can have the furniture. At first, we could use the furniture. Then I guess it's have. I don't even know the details of that. I've just supplied the property for the teachers and the, and the parents to do this thing. And it's so great. And the kids love it. So, so I, this is so crazy. So I did get a little Bob Foresty. So I called the LA Times. I called Claremont Courier, and I called KTTV. Oh, so you've already talked to people about this. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. But that media attention is what got a phone call on Monday morning from the regional supervisor of the Department of Social Services. And she was so nice, this woman, Deborah. She said, Mr. Forrest, this is Deborah and whatever. She's, her, she's like the big wig of child care in Southern California. Yeah. And she said, how has this thing gotten so far off the rails? And I tried to explain to her about Joe Stummer and the clash and punk. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I was a poor desert child. You see, it started in the Palm Desert. It started when I was a child. (laughs) My my mother's sister. (laughs) You just have to you have to fight back against the you gotta you have to fight back against the oppressor. (laughs) <laughs> and she goes, all we're trying to do. And she leveled with me. She said, you know that we lost a thousand child care facilities in Southern California over COVID, meaning oh a thousand, of them, not just Sydney's, a thousand have gone out of business. They won't be returning back. Oh. And she goes, so our idea is, hey, reach out to the parents that are doing these parent pods and, and see if they want to become a real, a real preschool or a real you know, early education place. And I said, well, I guess I do. And she said, okay, then why did we have to go through all this? And I said, wow. I told you the clash and this guy, Joe Strummer. <laughs> desert. It was, it was really something. So, uh, so, so now we applied for the license and they said, wow. do you want it? They wanted in your, do you want it in your name? And I was like, I don't know. I don't, I got enough problems as it is. So it's in Chrissy's name. And then and so then all this stuff comes. All this stuff comes that we have to do. It's literally like licensing a rehab, Chuck. It's like insane. Uh. And so she has to watch 15 hours of video that, that they reassured us. It doesn't have facial recognition, but a face has to be in front of the computer. Oh my God. Uh. What does that mean? You can't fast forward. You know when you're doing continuing education units mm-hmm. and you can't fast forward? Yep. They now have new software that it's they're given. The first thing they say, it's not facial recognition software, but it is someone, a, a human being has to be present while the video is playing. If you walk away, it will shut off. Huh. 
right? I think it's facial mm. recognition. They're just saying it's not. Get, get a mannequin. You have it recognize the face <laughs> of a mannequin first. No. And then, come on, we got to beat this. Joe Stromer, <laughs> what would Joe do? I am, Bob, <laughs> I am super proud of you, though, man. That is amazing that you're just going well, down Well, no, it's the Chrissy whole... doing it. You're saying Chrissy's well, amazing. I know, but, you know, but, this is but all... So, so <laughs> now it's literally, Mike, you haven't been a part of the licensure that Chuck and I have. It uh, is a lot, Chuck. It's a son a of a bitch. Yeah. You got to have zoning, fire marshal. You have to have um, site visit. The same thing as a rehab, basically. We're starting a rehab for four-year-olds. Yeah. Um, Never too soon. I mean, I couldn't I, do it. I get frustrated when I do the, my registration on my car. <laughs> I got this, this, this kid that I met in Orange County is helping. He's like a licensure whiz. And then Chrissy's pretty, pretty patient person. And so, and so we had a meeting yesterday, like how, how long do we think we'll have all everything in the application in? We're going to have our application in by a week from Friday, by May 28th. And the lady at the state said, listen, when you, when you have it in, when you have your application submitted, call me. And she gave me her cell phone number. So this is my thing. Like, okay, the state was coming down on us like this bureaucratic fascism, but humanity and talking and communicating and listening prevailed. The human condition prevailed. The nice. people are good. And nice. so this woman gave me her cell phone number. And said, as soon as you get it, get the application and call me and I'll pick it up and I'll try to get it moved along as fast as I can. She was so nice. That's so and, great. and she said, you know, I can't guarantee you that you're going to be licensed by June 15th. And I said, I told you, I'm not stopping. I'm not <laughs> stopping. And she goes, okay. And I said, you can find me if you want to. Cause that was the other thing. It's a $200 a day fine too. Oh and my so, gosh. so I said, I said, well, we're taking a summer break for two weeks on the 18th. And she said, just trust me. We're, we're going to get this. It's going to work. And, you know, you know, but it was the craziest Friday I've had in a long time. It was crazy. Wow. And I told Elvis at first, I gave him, you know, I said, go get your phone and film everything. And he was so scared. <laughs> he was so scared. Like Way to go. <laughs> and they, in case and they, they kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, get video. Get video. And he was so scared and he put it up in his hat so that it didn't have any video, but he had all the audio. Oh, so no. <laughs> and so, and it was just so uh, it was great. It was, it, it was unnecessary, but, it, but the, really the essence of it gets back to, it was solved by communication and it was created by a lack of communication. Do you understand? They're like the bookends of it. This right. woman that, that reported us, I can't imagine being a person who would call the police or call the authorities about something so cool and beautiful. So, but but it's a lack of communication. Why you could have verbalized your concerns to me. You could have said, Hey, I, you know, I don't like that. You have all these kids over at your house and you're not a licensed facility. That's right. what we used to do for a hundred years in America. 
We talked to our neighbors. We said, hey, you know what? I, you know, I, I don't like that you play your music so loud at 12 o'clock at night. Or, hey, you know, I don't like that you work on cars out, out in the street and leak oil all over our neighborhood. People used to at least tell each other how they felt. And now they just turn to Twitter anonymously. They turn to Facebook anonymously. And now they turn to these cowardice 1-800-complain numbers anonymously. It's a it's a snitch world, Chuck. It's, it's working. World. And this that's that's exactly what we used to say, like about Russia, where you no know, everybody keeps to themselves and they all snitch to the government. You know, they all turn exactly each other what in. Just and happened to me and my family. Yeah, it, 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 nobody knows who anybody is, but they're willing to throw you under the bus. To this person is a friend of mine. I know who it is. Wow. And and so the idea is like. If you're angry with me or if I seem arrogant to you or I'm getting into your space, because the idea is he's a drug and alcohol counselor. This is a, this is a person who, who has preschools. And so, like, who does he think he is starting a preschool, I think, was part of it. And that I wasn't getting licensed. And I, I, I think I was flipped. This is part on me. I think I said, I don't give a fuck what, what's going to happen. Well, I found out what's going to happen. <laughs> now you know. And that's when they threw you down and tased you. Are you fucking kidding me? I put my hands out to them. And they, they had, Mike, these are lifelong bureaucrats. They had never met someone like me. <laughs> begging, begging to be arrested. <laughs> if you were running so Bob, the school, you know. <laughs> Was there coverage in the paper or anything in the news? Yeah, it's coming out on Friday, I guess. It was a big article here in Claremont Courier. Oh, and then, okay. and, but I calmed down after I talked to the woman on Monday. I was like, everything's cool. I called them back. I said, everything's cool. You know, I'm working it out. And um, oh, they'll write was, the piece. They'll write the piece they want to write anyway. No, I I don't even have anything to do with the preschool. It's just some. It's just a. But it's just the teachers. I don't. I walk Sydney over because we're trying to make it seem like she's going to school. We don't allow her to come back during the day. She's over there at her school. Like, no, you don't. You know, you don't come back. So we just walk her over in the morning with her lunch, you know, basket bag and and her water drink, and then we drop her off right at the gate, and then we walk back. Yeah, but I mean, it was it was weird. Like, and, and I I understand. Like, I, I you know, I had like a. I don't know. I had like a fuck the police t-shirt on when they oh first came. <laughs> so I so you're telling me, Bob, that the, you, the whole time you had a, a fuck the police t-shirt on. I had something. Let me look at the picture. I had, I forget what it was an offensive shirt. I just know that I have pictures <laughs> of the arrest. And then when the police were here, the arrest. I'll tell you, I, well, the, yeah, the, whatever. Uh, whatever it was. I'm wearing a, oh, Rory Gallagher shirt. Oh, it's not so offensive. Mm. Rory Gallagher? Rory Gallagher, the Irish blues guy. I'm yeah, wearing, I love it. But I have, but I have cut off shorts and, and my boots with no socks on, Mike Mart style. I got my hat and I've got a Beastie Boys mask on. <laughs> so, and there, there's all these pictures of that uh, they took of when the cops were handing me the paperwork. It's literally like 17 pages long of all the, all the crazy stuff that um, I can read you some of it. It's pretty, it's pretty, 
it's pretty strange stuff. Okay, here's the official the official thing from the Department of Social Services. You are hereby notified that the above referenced home is in operation without a license and is in violation of California law penal code 1596.80 and 1597.54 you require that you be licensed or immediately stop providing family child care uh, services you must immediately cease your illegal unlicensed family child operation otherwise the licensing agency will take legal action up two hundred dollars a day uh, per day violation and possible incarceration. Like this, this is, is just, some serious shit. This is just like when Lenny Bruce was reading all of his legal stuff and during his act and stuff. Yeah, right? this is yeah, this is <laughs> yeah, it. Now we're now we're getting into like let's just. You have been thing. determined. The department <laughs> shall have the authority to issue immediate immediate civil penalty pursuant of section one zero two three nine three and section one five nine six. Dash eight nine one of the health and safety codes. A person who violates section one five nine six point eight zero of the health and safety code may be liable for an immediate assessment of penalties of two hundred dollars per day and possible incarceration at Jeez. like seeks licensure and denied. Like I don't know. I, I apparently I denied something. Um, it's crazy. Apparently. Apparently, apparently, I denied something. What are the odds? Uh, <laughs> so they did do an assessment while they were here, and they had um, they said they, they have these checklists, right? And they said no evidence of physical or mental abuse, no evidence that children are left unattended, no evidence of clear evidence of unsanitary conditions, no evidence of fire safety, fire hazards, no evidence of unfenced or, unfenced or accessible swimming pool. So I'm doing good, I think. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I think you're doing you're excellent. Right. But, there, but there is evidence of somebody not licensed having children laugh and put little boats they make into a little creek and uh, and flea play uh, music for them and reading books. There is evidence of that, Chuck. Yeah, what do yeah. they want? Nobody got killed by a bear. Yeah, they, the bear... <laughs> The bear hasn't come around. Uh, I, I reparked the Winnebago so the bear can't walk onto the property. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> we took the Winnebago to Santa Barbara, too. Man, it was rattling. Those roads going up to Santa Barbara are so bad. You know, if people are going to have shitty RVs with all broken old shocks, we've got to fix these roads, Chuck. We've got uh-huh. to fix these roads. You need to start a coalition of people with shitty like old the, RVs. I hit some potholes on the on the 101 when it goes by the ocean just below Santa Barbara. I hit potholes that I thought the front end fell off. <laughs> you know what? Br- bring your coalition down to the pier and you'll get on TV. Oh, I know. With Tito. I'm, fi- I'm figuring I could talk to Tito. He's probably for my school, don't you think? I, I uh, think he's against all rules. <laughs> Hey, Tito was just in the news. Tito was just in the news about something about the schools. He sent his kid to, to school with a note that says his, that religion prevents him from wearing a mask. And then, mm-hmm. they, and, and they, and then they sent the them, kids like, home. They sent the kids home and they said, there's no religion that says you can't wear a mask. Religion. A religion. Yeah, it's the religion of the you know religion of the of the WWF. What was he in? WWF or he's MMA. He's MMA. He's UFC. 
So, but you know, it's right now the the mask issue is like a, it's so much a dead issue, really. At this point, it's almost <laughs> moot because in a month from now, we won't even be talking about masks. Uh, you know, do you really think it's gone for good? I just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't see people. I don't think that you can release people and pull them back in. You don't let a lion out of the cage and expect. Well, for to come sure, back you can't quietly. go to lock. You can't go to lockdown. But I, I don't know. You know, even before COVID, like ten years ago, little old ladies were wearing masks. I remember. And, right? and if you have, if you have that fear, go ahead, mask up. But I mean, yeah. the idea of there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I like the idea that if I have a cold. I can put well, on a mask. What do we do? But I, I got and, this quandary. What do we do for Elvis? He's ten years old, going to be eleven in a few couple months. He's not going to be able to get vaccinated for when? For um, for you know, so it's twelve. Right, right it's now, tw- it's twelve year olds. Yeah. Is Mike? Is you? Is you're twelve enough? So all of mine want. All of mine want to get vaccinated. Sophia's like, yeah, let's go do it. So I'm going to probably take. And her she's sixteen. Is she sixteen? Yeah, and the other two, they'll just go along with whatever, but, you know, yeah. But, I mean, it is weird when we go, you know, like we went out. Like, me and Chrissy are vaccinated. Sid's probably not very vulnerable. I mean, come on. And then there's Elvis. I think Elvis could get it and get really sick. I I know some kids that have gotten really sick. It's a flu shot. You can't get a 10-year-old vaccinated. That's what I'm saying. They should lower it right away. What's the difference between a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old, Chuck? How, how come they have that cut? I know the math. <laughs> how do they have a cutoff at 12? For the same reason, there are a lot of medications are that. The doses are different for 12 and under. I mean, everything from the child's ibuprofen to the adult stuff. I think 12 has been a standard cutoff age. But how kids are maturing more rapidly, you'd think that that would be dropped too. But we'll yeah. see and then uh, you know we'll you know and it's crossed my mind to just get a hold of a johnson and johnson dose and jab him in the butt when he's getting out of the back oh by the way. bob come on yeah. oh, i like it get in more trouble <laughs> now you're running a vaccination site <laughs> without a license and now Elvis grows up and writes a book about how my dad injected me in the butt <laughs> against my will the Johnson and Johnson one's got a bad rap I you know you get one shot and there's no side effects like like there was I was talking to a guy at the earth wind and fire thing that he had the vertigo I had like for a week. He couldn't walk. He couldn't get up. He, he had was like holding on to things. So, so, you know, it's nothing compared to having COVID for sure. But that everyone I've known that's gotten the Moderna one were sick for like 36 hours after the second shot. Really? No one mm. I know that got the Johnson Johnson. They, they, Two people felt like maybe they didn't get the whole shot because they felt nothing. Yeah, but something's going on with that too because there's all sorts of recalls and stuff. No, going on it's with one the recall. It's one recall, and it's about blood clotting in six women. It, right, that, right, right. You know, and they're they're talking about contaminated stuff. But I, I like oh, I yeah. said, I oh, I only yeah. catch. I only catch little bits and pieces because I'm really not giving the news my full attention yet until they're telling me that something good is happening. Uh, well, okay, it's how none of my this, business. Everybody? How about this, everybody? Try not getting your news from a television screen or a phone. 
I don't believe anything is true. And I'll tell you why. Because nothing is true about me that's in that's come through a television screen or a phone. <laughs> it's always either exaggerated in the positive or exaggerated in the negative or kind of distorted. You know, my whole character on Celebrity Rehab is this wise, wise Buddha guy. That's just because they <laughs> never showed me talking. Because Dr. <laughs> Drew, because Dr. Drew talks. They all edited the time. you out. You know what I mean? <laughs> and people that have met me that were fans of the TV show go, boy, you sure didn't talk this much on the TV show. I go, it's a fucking TV show. They fucking edit it. They keep, it's exactly the opposite in real life. Exactly the fucking opposite. <laughs> Right. So, so, you know, everything, every time something has been presented on television in something that I know about, it's never really the truth. That is about anything about the red hot chili peppers or, or anything that I know about in my world. When it comes to a screen, it's distorted. It's not really accurate. It's kind of missing important ingredients or information, right? But when you read the Wall Street Journal, it tells you everything you need to know about what happened in Israel and Gaza yesterday. It's, yeah. it's five pages long. It's thousands of words. It's reported and documented who said what and where the bombing was and what happened and who, what the reaction was and what the statements were from the Israelis and what the statements were from Hamas. You get the information through print media. It seems the print needs to be accurate. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Right. And well, well, and only I'm only talking about Wall Street Journal, which my father-in-law gets, and I kind of steal because when it's out in the garage, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Washington Post, the LA Times is really just like a handout. It's like a brochure. Or something. It's like eight <laughs> eight pages wide. Every I don't know. You know, I mean, advertisement. I, so, anyways, try to get your try to get your information from something that you have to read that's in your hands, not a phone. And we're going to be a licensed preschool probably by middle of June, end of June. And that's uh, so great! Concerts, Congratulations! Concerts Yay. will be opening back up right now. There's concerts happening. Right, like, like right now in but June, not there's in concerts happening at the Hollywood Bowl. Uh -oh. Not in oh my God, days. a bear just walked by. Holy shit! Oh, I live in no. the wilderness. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't mind it at night. There's no, no, no children around. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what is the official name of the school? It's called our Happy Place Play School. Nice. Well, let's end with that. Our Happy, our happy place, place Play School. Play School. Don't die from bear attacks. Don't Good die from night, guys. Good to talk to you guys. Bye-bye. Good right. to talk to you. Bye.